Okay, so at the time of this recording, we're still COVID 19 ing. Okay, we so are. We, we have we, no we, idea when this is publishing, if it's post COVID. Let's just say yes. Yeah, so what, right now we're okay. in it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, it's April at this time. Um, last week, got the news that the kids, my kids, are home for the rest of the year. I got the same news last week as well. Mm-hmm. I think on that day that you said it, I, I said, I think we're going to hear something today. As a matter of fact, let me hop on and see. And maybe 30 minutes later, we got that, you know, the governor came on. And, he, and when he said, I'm going to turn it over to the secretary of education, I said, yeah, bro. Because yeah, if, 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 if we were going back, you would have been like, and see ya May 1st. But when you turned it over, I said, oh, 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 it's a wrap. So I was just <laughs> deep breathing. I was like, okay, here we go. And the thing is, I work at a school, right? And so what I needed was for that school to not go back, but I needed my kids' school to go ahead and go on back, right? <laughs> oh, I didn't know how to pray. So I said, Lord, I, I can't. I can't go back to that building. I, no, but Lord, my children, can they be covered? Can you just send them right on back, you know, right on back yonder? And so the Lord saw fit to answer the way it was perfect in his eyes. And so I'm like, Lord, help me. <laughs> Can I say something that I was enlightened on, though? I'm listening. Um, <laughs> it's not going to help us, but this is something uh-huh. that I was enlightened on last week. I was um, recording a podcast. Well, not last week, the week before last. I was recording a podcast with our mutual friend, Christy Thomas of Everyday Mother Mothering. Yeah, yeah. She has a beautiful podcast. It's a beautiful way of um, supporting moms. And she had me on, and we were just having a conversation about, um, you know, this current season. Mm-hmm. And she was sharing with me how I, I, I honestly didn't think of this, how not every student is at a, in a home right. where they, their parents are even able to support them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, honestly, that, that's the part that really hurts yes. uh, because the school where I teach at, there's mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of, of that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it, it, it's hard. And, not even just the academic support, but sometimes just even the emotional support or even just like, like people, we, we take it for granted all the time, but just food or just even, it can be a place where they have all the things, but the parent themselves may be working and not able to come along and gird up under. There's so many moving parts. And so even in like in, in our situation right now where I'm home and my kids are home, you know, we, we laugh about it and I'll, I'll make my comments. But at the end of the day, I'm like, Lord, I'm thankful that I'm in a position to be able to school my children without the distraction um, that I normally have to deal with. And so we're making the best of it. And I got to tell you years ago, we homeschooled. And so I, when I found out we were coming back home, I immediately just kind of, Ooh, tensed up because we quit we quit for a reason i i was the reason and so i, I got a little scared but then i and i really just remember praying lord give me the grace yeah. and so he has been so faithful in doing that he honestly has and and i like um and but i do need to constantly be mindful of people and children and youth teens who do not have that support so we're that support. definitely thankful we're, we're grateful over here my heart goes out and i just want to take a moment yeah to just um lift these families up to God. Um, Father, I just, you know, I just want to pray right now. I just feel inclined to pray right now. Father, I just, I lift them up to you. You know, I don't know where we are at the time of this prayer, but I know you hear this prayer today. 
And I pray for these families that um, they have children with um, learning differences or children that need the extra support, Father. Many of these kids are brown and black kids, Father, that don't have the same access to opportunity, don't have the same access to resources. Their parents are the main ones that are, that are on these front lines in these grocery stores and these gas stations and in these hospitals, Father, having to show up to serve. And I pray that you still meet their academic, emotional, mental, and safety needs, Father. I just contend for them, keep them healthy, keep them safe, and redeem the time academically, Father. And I just thank you so much. I, I believe that you, you're hearing this and that you're answering this prayer. And I love you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so this is not what we're talking about today. <laughs> we have a guest, a beautiful guest yes. um, named Shanda Fulbright. And we're going to talk about the power of the tongue. <laughs> the power of the tongue is what we're going to talk about. And I think it's a very good topic for women to talk about because we tend to be some of the main culprits of the wagging tongue. <laughs> yes. And I feel like, <laughs> I feel like we can use a dose of this. All right. So let me introduce this beautiful woman. I've met her. We're in a mutual um, membership space called the content bar. And the leader of that space, Brenda McGowan, which um, episode 132, go back and listen to that. We um, interviewed Brenna and she dropped the knowledge. So you need to go ahead and download that episode because my goodness, she grew your business just in that hour. Okay. But me and Shanda met through our mutual connection with Brenna and I'm so happy to um, get a chance to talk with her today, but let me just share a little bit about her to you before we hop in. Shanda Fulbright is a wife to her handsome husband and a boy mom to three cute boys. She is a licensed ordained minister with the Church of God, Bible study and devotional writer, and host Her Faith Inspires podcast. She constantly reads and researches. And when she's not doing that, she loves to ride bikes with her family, camp, and watch Hallmark movies. <laughs> Who doesn't? She also loves CrossFit because it's intense and pushes her to work hard. We are so happy to have her to share um, from a biblical perspective on how our tongues can destroy relationships. And we are going to um, spend this a little bit in regards to business. So keep an um, ear out on how um, this um, ties back to you as a mompreneur. But Eddie, go ahead and drop the intro. We're ready to talk with Shanda Fulbright. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Moms Call to More podcast. I'm Deanna Mason, founder of Refresh Moms and business coach with the Moms Call to More membership community, where Kelly and I help moms create financial fulfillment and freedom while keeping God first in their business. And I'm Kelly Reese, founder of and speaker with Ministry and Mothering, where I help moms replace anxiety and guilt with fulfillment and joy by breathing biblical truth into everyday realities. We've come together to provide support to other moms that feel God calling them into more, whether you're a writer, speaker, minister, pastor, blogger, product or service creator, or anything in between. 
Our hope is that you hear something that inspires you and pushes you a little further in your purpose and in your parenting. We pray that you are encouraged by the truth, empowered by the sisterhood, and enabled with the tools you need to move you and your business forward. Get cozy, grab your favorite drink, and let's jump right in. Here we go. Hey, Shanda. Hi, Kelly. (laughs) We're so excited to have you with us. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and the work you do? Sure. I always like to start with the things I'm most identified as, I guess, a mom and a wife. Um, I'm also a teacher. I just didn't teach this year. So I taught fifth grade the past few years. And that helps currently in our situation with having to homeschool. It doesn't make it easy. I think teaching your own kids is a little bit more unnerving. Yeah, Kelly, I got you. Um, (laughs) I I was laughing so hard because I I get you. Um, I have always been in ministry since I was 19, and I started with youth ministry. And I've never been paid to do ministry. It's always been volunteer. So that's why, you know, teaching and I think ministry kind of goes hand in hand. I currently host, like you said, Her Faith Inspires podcast, where I take everyday life topics and I weave in the message of God's word. So how it applies to our life. Um, I write devotionals. They're all free on my website. I kind of just do that because I want to help other women with God's word. And I've currently written two Bible studies. I speak at women's conferences and share God's word through just different avenues. And um, I'm always doing that from home. So I think my ministry and business, uh, owning your own business are very closely linked. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very much you have to do the same kind of diligence and discipline to have your ministry and your business. So they go hand in hand, I think. I agree. And And Kelly and I serve quite a few women in our membership community that um, are doing ministry full time. They're also monetizing parts of what they do for ministry. We have pastors, wives, um, co-pastors, I'm trying to think who's represented in there. We have speakers, Bible teachers and speakers. And, you know, there's, there's an element of what they do that they use as a, on the business side of that. So mm-hmm. completely understand that correlation. They go together many, many times. And Kelly is that one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do Kelly isn't it it is it was so fun is I think about the women in our group those especially those that are in ministry many of those are educators or former educators mm-hmm. so oh, it's yeah. so interesting how all these worlds just collide when you have a heart to teach whether you're teaching God's word or teaching fifth grade but just how God can infuse just that gift in and of mm-hmm. itself but yeah yes a whole lot of crossover there yeah mm-hmm. and I was I didn't know, I didn't put these together until recently, but I was going through a class at my new church um, and I've, I've helped, I've been on the ground level of many church plants. I shouldn't say many of a couple church plants. And I didn't realize, I never tied the entrepreneurial um, gift to the apostolic gift. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, um, because one of the um, classes and there are new membership track they talk about identifying your ministry gifts and your spiritual gifts and he was explaining how some of these gifts show themselves and when he was talking about the apostolic gift he was like you this may be someone that's entrepreneurial and he started going down on the I was like omg you know Mm -hmm. and it's like Mm -hmm. just the the, um because I used it in that way with the church planting and being on the ground level of starting new ministries. I started a nonprofit um, 
two church plants I was a part of, you know, and I'm like, I never really looked at how Mm -hmm. that was my gift being interwoven into ministry work. And now I use it to help other people plant businesses. I never, Mm -hmm. ever under, I never put those things together. So I love, I love that. Um, A lot of people in the church, I don't think do because we separate them so much Mm -hmm. because we don't want to look at church like a business because it sounds bad. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the same techniques you use, you use it in your ministry. My husband owns his own business. Uh, It's a concrete company. And he's always said, you know, you you have to deal with finances. You're looking at growth, how to grow your business, how to grow your ministry. And a lot of those principles still apply, whether it's ministry or business. Yeah, they do. They do. And what we're hoping to do is help people relax some of those um, hangups to see that God knows how to use. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he gave you the gift in the first place and he knows how to help you use those to leverage it and to get it in front of the people that he's telling you to serve, whether it's ministry or business, right? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> I, I want to jump into a recent podcast episode you did mm-hmm. on seven ways your tongue destroys your relationships. Okay. So this caught my eye. (laughs) I'm like, all right, let's hear those seven ways. Let me get my pen and paper. Hold on. I know. (laughs) If you're listening, just go ahead and go grab it. Grab your stuff. Get a journal. Get a pen. Yeah. Cause we're going to let her step into her gift. And she's going to talk about this, but I want to know the inspiration behind this. What was the inspiration behind you um, recording this episode? Well, my season two is dedicated to relationships, all different kinds of relationships. And so, you know, within relationships, you have conversation, communication is important. And the words that we speak, or even the ones we choose not to speak, um, affect our relationships so much. So, you know, people, we all know that Bible verse, whether you're a Christian or not, there's life and death and the power of the tongue. But I don't believe we truly have let that sink in because we are so quick to spew our words through different avenues today. Everybody in this world now has a platform through social media mm-hmm. and we don't truly filter our words because they feel so good to just unleash them. And um, we, we don't take into consideration that there are consequences to the words that we speak. Yeah yet they cost us nothing in the realm of just being able to freely give. Mm. And so I thought, you know, what better way to talk about relationships, no matter what the relationship is, than talking about the words that we speak to either cultivate that relationship or it will literally tear it down and destroy it. Yeah. Hey there. I hope you're enjoying this talk so far with Shanda. Well, listen, As we gain more practical insight on biblical truths, I wanted to be sure to give you an opportunity to participate in the online women's retreat. That's right. It's called the online women's retreat. Becky Kaiser is the host of this amazing online event, and it goes live on Saturday, May 16th. At that time, you will have a chance to get dynamic teaching, much like you're hearing today, on a wide variety of topics that are custom made for you. I am one of 30 speakers, and believe me, you'll want to hear Becky Kaiser, Jamie Ivey, Kat Armstrong, and so many others. Registration is now open, so for more information, please visit bit.ly forward slash O-W-R Kelly. Again, that's bit.ly forward slash O-W-R K-E-L-I. Be sure to use my special promo code Kelly10 to save an additional 10%. Now let's head back to our conversation with Shanda. 
Now, I'm pretty sure we all have our own answer to this, but Shanda, I would love to hear your explanation as to why our words or how our words are so powerful, um, not just in our personal relationships, but in the business aspect as well. Can you shed light on that? Sure. So there's a lot of, this is a really great question because we can go in many different avenues for, you know, how our words build up or tear down relationships. But um, I want to break it down into a few points on why they're so powerful. God spoke all of creation into existence. And so from the beginning, we see that words have power. Of course, it was God speaking and he is all powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, But yet after he formed mankind, he gave the job to Adam to speak and give names to the animals. So right away, words are a part of our foundation and um, they've always been a part of our existence. And the Bible tells us time and time again, how to control our words and because they have power. And the Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. I had mentioned that verse before. James said we can murder our brothers and sisters with our words through mm-hmm. gossip, slander, and even you know, ruining self-confidence or tearing down hope. Uh, right now, I, I've had to go in and snooze people for 30 days off Facebook because I cannot see those words that mm. are crushing my hope that this this whole, you know, pandemic that we're going through as a nation, as a world will come to an end. So I need people who are going to cultivate life in my, in my hope, you know? Um, So we see right away that words affect us no matter what we're doing. I won't watch the news. I will read the news. I filter it better that way. So I always tell people, be careful of the narrative that you allow into your mind because it does, it, it will tear down or it brings life no matter what. That's what God said. There are words. We always think of it as the words that we speak or the words that people speak to us, but it's in every way, words that are written, words that are spoken, words that, like I said, are not spoken. And we'll get into that on the, you know, the seven ways your tongue destroys relationships. So we have to establish the fact that words have power. Yeah. They, they definitely have power and they have power no matter what situation we're in, whether it's business, whether it's a relationship as mother to child, as it's a uh, wife to, to spouse, to husband. So they have power. Uh, regular old social media posts yes. to you yeah. know, our quote unquote friends that are, that are reading it. So we have to remember that and establish the fact that words have power and we have to remember that if we, we can truly understand that it helps guide us into the next thing we're going to say, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know we're going to get a little bit more deeper into this in a little bit. I was like so much. I want to comment on that. I'm like, Nope, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to let Shanda talk about this in just a second. But before we get into um, some of the ways we see this showing up, can you go ahead and break down the seven ways? that you talk about in your podcast that we are allowing our tongues to destroy our relationships. Sure. Sure. So the seven ways we allow our, our tongues to destroy our relationships are the first ones through gossip. Um, and I, there are, there is a verse for every one of these, but I did not think you wanted your podcast to go that long. So I'm but, just gonna, but we can put them in the show was, notes. So, okay. Yeah. So I definitely, I can definitely provide them. that. Yeah, okay. Awesome. So the first one is gossip. Um, Proverbs talks a lot about uh, many of these things. Proverbs will talk about Proverbs is the book of wisdom. It tells us how to live. That's what Proverbs is all about. So daily living, giving you instruction for how to choose to live. uh, Gossip separates friends. The second one is judging. Not to judge. um, I did a whole podcast on judging because we can take that scripture out of context, but to the intent of the heart or the intent 
of, of whether or not somebody's, you know, um, just intent. Let's go back to that and leave it there. Three, complaining. Complaining will drive people out. We see the, the woman who constantly complains and her husband goes sits on the rooftop or in a desert, right? Um, <laughs> lying. Lying is one of the things that God hates. If you look through Proverbs, it'll say, these things I hate. One of them, he says, is lying. It ruins trust. The fifth one is conflict. And what it really is, it's um, stirring up strife because God is all about resolving issues and resolving conflict. We see that when Jesus says, go to your brother and you have a conversation with them, which a lot of people don't do because it's, uh, you know, it's confrontational or it feels that way. So we try to avoid it. But unresolved conflict um, is, is another one. Six is negativity. It literally drags the soul of another person down when you're constantly negative. And the seventh is silence. We don't think of it as, as something that can destroy relationships, but when you withhold encouragement or when you withhold praise, the Bible says, give to those that is, that what is due to them when you have it within you to give. And so one of those things is praise and encouragement. A lot of times we withhold encouraging other people or cheering them on because you think, oh, when we do that, they're advancing and I'm being left behind. So we withhold that. And that is another way that you, you ruin your relationship because you, you really do need to be the iron that sharpens iron and encouragement and praise is one of those things. So those are the seven main ways. I'm sure there, you know, there could be others. We could probably add to the list, but if you look through those and you really think about it, we can say, okay, which ones do I, do I do? And how do they hinder my marriage or my relationship with my children or my friendships? And like I said, there is a Bible verse for every single one of those that tell us why we should not allow those things into our conversations. Yeah, I love it. You, you mentioned social media earlier and how there are some folks that you've had to snooze for 30 days just to kind of to monitor what's actually going into yourself, what's going into you. Um, but with the seven that you just mentioned, how do you see that uh, being played out, being played out in social media spaces, namely with entrepreneurs? Okay. So I was going to get into that. Um, can I, can I go back to one of the other questions as far as the foundation of the power of, of, um, our words. So I wanted to talk about, Paul says to encourage each other daily while it's called today. And so he doesn't mince words there. He says, encourage each other daily. And if you don't get what I'm talking about, it's called today. So every day that you can say today is today, <laughs> encourage each other, right? <laughs> I know. I love him too. Um, so encouragement is so needed today. Like I said, there's so much negativity in our world. We need it. There's a chapter in my book called hashtag boy mom, where I talk about a mother's power, um, of, of words within our conversations with our kids. But this is just, I believe, I always say women because, you know, women are much more uh, linked to our emotions. And so no matter what, even when we do our business, our ministry, when you can talk to somebody's need or you can look at what they need and you can talk about their felt need and you can reach that and then bring that out and encourage them, you have reached them. So, you know, one of my boys, all three of my boys, I looked up their names and what their names meant because it was so important to me that they had a good foundation for their, their name. And our, my last son's name is Brody. And when I looked up the name Brody, this is before he was even born, it said his name meant muddy ditch. Well, as a mom who's very closely linked to what the Bible says about different names, I'm like, what muddy ditch? I don't want this to be the meaning <laughs> of his name, but I love the name Brody. And so did my husband. My husband actually picked it. And so I always thought I kind of dreaded the fact that he would ask me one day what his, his name meant, because there's a story behind the other two's names as well. Well, lo and behold, about a year and a half ago, he comes to me and he says, we're all outside. And he says, mama, what does my name mean? And for a split second, you know how 
time kind of freezes and you have a moment to think about how you're going to answer somebody. And a lot of times, thank God we get that moment because you don't want to answer wrong because again, you're dealing with words who can affect the soul of another person, right? And so I thought, oh my goodness, am I going to tell this boy that his name means muddy ditch? And immediately the Lord spoke to my heart and he said, tell him he's like the ditches during the days of Elijah when there was a drought. And I filled those ditches that they they were able to bring a life source to a people who needed water. And he will be the life source of living water that will take my word to a thirsty and dying soul. And I spoke that word to my son and it came so quick that you knew it had to be God because there's no way I could have thought of that yes. that fast. And he, his, his answer was, mama, I'm a disciple. And I said, yes, Brody, you're a disciple. And his eyes lit up and he, he held on to that word. And so we have so much power with our words yes. when we speak them into the lives of other people. And I, and I always say, we, sometimes we equate it with, well, how does that pertain to business or how does that pertain to social media or how does that pertain to, you know, my family? And we shouldn't categorize them and compartmentalize each one because yes. really it comes from the heart of who we are. And no matter what I'm doing, if my heart is in the social media, my words will be right. If my heart is in my business, my words will be right. If my heart is into my family, my words will be right because that's where all of my words stem from. But as far as social media goes, like you, you had asked, Um, social media is a tough one because a lot of people separate themselves from it because there isn't that real conflict when you're there one-on-one or you're, you're there in in person. So it almost seems safer to spew out whatever we want to do. Okay. And whatever we want to say, but I have a personal social media account and I have business slash ministry Mm -hmm. social media account. And I don't separate the two. And, and so here's my, here are my personal rules that I would tell any mompreneur um, as she, if she may have a separation of, uh, you know, a personal account or a business, or if she just thinks, well, I'll separate social media from my business or, you know, it doesn't really, it's okay what I say here because it's, you know, it's not going to have a consequence like, cause it's not personal. Cause sometimes, like I said, we could separate those. So the first thing is don't say slash share anything, uh, something on your private page that you wouldn't share on your business page. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. sometimes we separate our lives. Like I said, our opinions, our perspectives from our businesses. And then we think that that's okay, but it's, it's really not um, because we have to be consistent. Uh, like I said before, we need to protect our names too. Right. And we need to um, remember that a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. So that's what God's word says in Proverbs as well. So don't abuse your God-given platform. Uh, there have been many times that I wanted to share something on my ministry and my motives were not pure. Like I thought, well, this person, this would really grab their attention, you yes. know? And the Lord really checked me and said, uh-uh, you don't use my platform for that. You don't use my ministry for that because really it's God's ministry and not mine. And, or if, if you've dedicated your business to God, that is God's business. And we have to be stewards of that well and social media is one of those main platforms that we use. So that's the second thing is don't, don't abuse that God-given platform. And the third is hold to your values and your beliefs. We need people who take a stand and don't waver from it, mm-hmm. um, especially in the day and age that we, that we are in now. There are too many out there that in our culture that they sell out because we're afraid our businesses won't be successful if we take a stand for godly values and wisdom. And um, sure, we may lose some 
some people if we do, because a lot of times when you draw, draw a direct line in the sand, people know where you stand and some people may, may be like, well, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. But you'll gain committed followers because they'll, they'll definitely know where you stand mm -hmm. with that. So, um, so for me, social media is a big one because we use it as such a tool to represent who we are and there should not be a distinction. Our words should be consistent because like I said, the source of our words comes from our heart. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and it'll reflect what's in our heart. What we put on social media, whether we know it or not, reflects what's in our heart. You said something about taking a stand. And this is one of the things that um, I work at so hard when I'm posting is there are things that I feel strongly about mm -hmm. that even in my posting, I want, I don't want, I don't want what I say to come from a heart of divisiveness mm -hmm. or trying to prove I'm right. I don't know if that makes any sense. Oh, I do. Like mm -hmm. I want to be able to share my belief, my perspective, my um, understanding of scripture or whatever it is in a way that is coming from a place of love mm -hmm. without feeling like, cause have you ever, have you ever seen a post that triggered you or their words were like the direct opposite of what you believe mm -hmm. and you feel like now I got to go and, and write what I believe in um, defense of, <laughs> it's like I'm defending my position because mm -hmm. what they're saying is so wrong. I feel like now I got to go and, and give the opposite. I mean, we see this in politics all the time, right? I right. feel like there's a, there's a way to share what you believe or to share a perspective from a heart of, of life, a life-giving mm -hmm. approach as opposed to causing further divide. Um, an example of this is I have a client that um, is a lactation, a doula and a lactation specialist, okay? And so at, we were talking through some of the Instagram marketing and one of the posts talked about vaccinations, okay? So I kind of, um, I crafted this post for him and the post was, uh, it's, he, it's a guy, <laughs> he's a doula and a lactation specialist. And I crafted this post for him and it was basically talking about the challenges that mom, it was about, it was about not being a perfect mom and all the decisions we have to make. We don't know if we're making right decisions or wrong decisions. And one of the things I was like to vaccinate or not vaccinate to nurse, to, to, um, formula feed, you know, all the decisions we make and wondering, is this the best decision for our child while we're doing it as a new parent? And when he saw that, he was like, okay, no, I am strictly pro vaccination. So he didn't want to, the position of to vaccinate or not vaccinate. And so what I told him is there's a way to, to, educate on vaccinations without a night without completely um what's the word i'm looking for alienating, um, alienating mm -hmm. those that are against vaccinations right or making a decision not to vaccinate at this time right you can still educate on vaccination without poo-pooing on people that are, are making a different decision. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. just learning how to be able to express and educate and teach without 
casting a dark light on somebody else's opposite stand. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I feel like we as Christian entrepreneurs have to get really skillful at that because I feel like that's what God is calling us to do. I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about blatant sin versus not sin. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, we just may have different perspectives on how we do things. And you've got to be able to express those in love, even though you believe strongly in them. And I see this Mm -hmm. all over the place in social media Mm -hmm. where we're not, we're not doing this quite right. And I raise my hand too. I have not done this right, you know, in my business all the time. So as we wrap this up, can you leave us with some tips on taming our tongue (laughs) in order for those types of things to promote life, to promote encouragement, to promote love? Um, instead of contributing to maybe a negative narrative, you know, we've mentioned all the stuff that's going on with COVID-19 and all the different things. I saw somebody post a video that was slamming the way people were using gloves in the grocery store. You know, I'm like, what? You know, people are just trying to stay safe. And so now you're telling us we're using gloves wrong in the grocery store. You know, how can we um, use our tongues to promote life instead of contributing to a negative narrative or how can we speak words or contributing to speaking words that don't necessarily bring life to our relationships, whether they're personal or um, digital. Okay. Well, first of all, as far as the tips to taming the tongue, you're never going to tame it. Um, mm. and, and that's, that's the thing that we we're like, what? Why would I even want to try, right? But the Bible tells us in James, no one can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil. Um, so, and the Bible also tells us that the, the heart of man is desperately wicked in all of its ways and who can know it. Thank God, God knows it. God is the only one who can definitely and truly evaluate the heart of man and transform the heart of man. So, you know, Jesus said, to the Pharisees and they got very offended by this. And Jesus was very quick to his words offended. And that's going back to how do we say things without offending people? Sometimes no matter how hard we try, Mm -hmm. the words will offend because the truth of God's word will. And if that Mm -hmm. is embedded into our, you know, our, um, businesses, our ministries, you know, of course it'll be embedded into ministry because it's easier out there speaking for God, but no matter what it is, if it's a part of who we are, it may at times offend without it being our intention Mm -hmm. to do so. But, um, but speak truth no matter what and speak it with the intent on hopefully gaining your brother, your sister in Christ. And so that's what I would say. But as far as taming the tongue, people can vow all they want. They can do all the New Year's resolutions that they want to make every year of I'm going to stop cussing or I'm going to stop, you know, gossiping or whatever it may be. And it won't work with a vow that you make on your own because man cannot do it on their own. The Bible says, like I said, the heart is desperately wicked. So how do we tame the tongue? We lay our hearts before God and we allow God to transform our hearts because Jesus said out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A lot of times we blame it on this mouth and the tongue only, but the source is our heart. So if you can get down to the deep issue of it's coming out of my heart, my boys and I have this conversation all the time because you know how it is when your kids are home. 24 seven right now, there's lots of fights and arguments and mean words said. And I, I'll just have to ask them, Hey, what does the Bible say about the source of your words? Where did that just come from right now? Even though we all just heard it come out of your mouth, my heart 
Yep. And they know it. They know that now it's my heart. So our hearts give us away. Our hearts will always reveal who we truly are, whether it be through our words or our actions. But I would say too, as far as my last word of advice, um, remember that what the Bible says about our words. Proverbs 25, 14 says, like clouds and wind without rain is a man who boasts of a gift he does not give. People will always look for us, whether it's ministry, whether it's business, and they will say, what did you say you would provide for me? What did you say you would give? And because they're going to expect it. Words are easy at times to say, this is who we are. This is what I can do for you. But unless we back that up with with um, what we can give and what we provide and when we follow through, that's going to truly show who we are because again, it's about our name and our name of our businesses, the name of our, the, you know, who Shanda Fulbright, Deanna, Kelly, it's about, uh, you know, living up to the name that we say we are. So when people think of us, they can say, these are the first three words that come to mind that I think of when I think of Deanna. Mm -hmm. These are the first three words I think of when I think of Kelly or when I think of Shanda. And if those are the words that define us, that are good, that are, that are encouraging, that are upright, that are true and that are honest. And those are the words that I want to continue to back me up and say, you know what, that's what I think of when I think of her because of how she lives her life and because her words match her actions. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what would be my advice. It's not easy. Like you said, we, we all are working on this unruly tongue of ours. Mm -hmm. There are times when I have grabbed my phone and I started to type Yes. the last few weeks and I'm like, cancel. And Undo I start it, to yeah. type again. Delete, 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 delete. Yes. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, Lord, I'm yes. trying, Jesus. I'm trying. Yes. You know, it's, it's hard, but love, oh, oh my goodness. Oh, just love. Oh. I know, right? <laughs> exactly. Put yeah, and then you're just the like, snooze, snooze down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm, there, I'm right there with you. <laughs> Shanda, this has been so good. Yeah. I mean, just these moments together have been life-giving. Yeah. Because of your words. <laughs> How can we find you? How can we follow you? You know, we need more of this goodness. Um, I'm on Instagram and, and Facebook at Shanda Fulbright. It's one L in Fulbright. I have to tell everybody. Yeah. Uh, and then if for any free resources, devotionals, I am at ShandaFulbright.com forward slash links. And when I say my devotionals are free for download, they are all there. You could just download them for free. And um, I hope that they just, the, the words will cultivate the life and a stronger relationship with the Lord. The links are in the show notes right now. <laughs> so go and find Shanda, follow her, get into her world. She's amazing. I'm so happy to meet you. So happy to spend this time with you. I hope this um, gives us an opportunity to cultivate more of a relationship uh, with Refresh Moms and Moms Call to More, Ministry and Mothering. So we're blessed. Thank you for taking Thank time you. out of your COVID-19 schedule. <laughs> <laughs> we, we know those are different than normal. And you have, a wonderful, you have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Moms Call to More podcast. Listen, our podcast grows when you share it with other women just like you screenshot an episode that blessed you and share it on your stories tag us leave a comment rating or review all of it helps us grow and gets our message out there you can find kelly on facebook and instagram at ministry and mothering and me on facebook at mom's call to more and on instagram at the deanna mason want to include targeted prayers for your business into your morning or evening routine Download my five daily prayers for mompreneurs in the show notes or go to refreshmoms.com forward slash prayers. Let's connect again soon, all right? Bye for now.